Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. Welcome to We Call It Yaz. I am Jelly Cleaver. I am Beth Hopkins. So if you don't know about us, we are two women. Oh my gosh. I'm a woman. You're a woman, Beth. Good gracious. I'm a what? (laughs) You're a wizard. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just Harry. (laughs) Anyway, we digress. Yes. Yes, Well, we are women and we work in the jazz world, which is exciting. We're both instrumentalists and vocalists and composers. And then among many other things, Shelley's a producer and other bulls and bobs and butts and bobs. (laughs) (laughs) We both uh, program for different things Mm -hmm. or are promoters. um, And we we do radio as well. in a huge jazz house full of um, people who are also women. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. So, <laughs> so welcome to our International Women's Day episode. Yes. And we are going to talk about our particular experiences, the experiences of others who are also ladies. And it's <laughs> going to be great. It's going to be great. Yeah. Buckle up. I think you probably have seen there's like been a little bit of you know, news articles in The Guardian at the, recently about uh, women in jazz. So we're going to unpack that a little bit and talk about our experiences and other people's experiences. Yay, friends. And we're going to play some great tunes. And first up of that is something I am so excited by because I love, love, love Laura Vula. Mm-hmm. I think she's such an incredible artist. Mm-hmm. And her shoulders are incredible. Okay, we were fangirling over her shoulders <laughs> earlier. And we both misunderstood each other because I was talking about, if you've seen her EP um artwork she she's doing this gorgeous pose and you can just see the like the back of her 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 torso like her so her shoulders and you know she she lifts and stuff so she's pretty hench well i thought you were talking about her her like shoulder pads yeah there's a recent video of her just kind of chugging along how what is that like moving up the shoulders shimmying doing a a shoulder (laughs) shimmy in a suit with shoulder pads and it's just powerful stuff it is just the best so yeah, good shoulders all round. Amazing really. shoulders. Amazing shoulders. Best known for her shoulders. And, <laughs> and music, of course. <laughs> so we're going to play one of her tracks now um, from her brand new EP, mm-hmm. which is kind of 80s versions of her old tunes. Yeah, it's yes. such a cool reimagining. And we are going to play Green Garden. Take me outside, sit in the green garden. Nobody out there, but it's okay now. Bed in sunlight. So you just heard Lauren Vula's Green Gardens, and interesting fact about that... Stop where you are, Jelly! What? I've got some really important breaking news. What is it? Female UK jazz musicians face sexual harassment and discrimination, says report. Oh my god, that is... 
new news that I had no idea about. I just didn't know anything about. No, but in all seriousness, this is a new article that's come through The Guardian um, and it's actually run by, uh, it's based on some research by key changes at Cheltenham Jazz Festival. Cheltenham Jazz Festival. (laughs) Um, And it was compiled by Dr. Sarah Rain. Basically looking at about 10... Uh, female musicians, jazz musicians of notable success who performed at Cheltenham Jazz Festival in 2019. Um, and so this article, is it, it was written by Tina Edwards, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, and it's sort of come, showing all of um, this amazing research that's been done and showing quotes, and there's some quotes from Yaz Ahmed and Amala on it. So we thought we'd break it down a little bit. Break it down. Break it down now. <laughs> um, and look at the chorus. Yeah, look at, look at the chorus. Because there's some really shocking stats in there, isn't mm. there? Like, I mean, jelly, take it away. Oh, I shout. <laughs> so it, it did say that 30% reported experiencing sexual harassment and 90% experienced gender-based discrimination. And me and Beth are actually saying, who's this one? Who's this 10%? I know. Like, I'm lucky people. Uh, do you know, it's it's really, it's so awful. But I like, I uh, the first thing I thought when I saw this title was like, well, of course. Mm. You know, like I'm so, of course, it's really important that this research has been done. Mm. But just how sad is that? That immediately I was like, well, yeah. You know, that, that it, it, I, everyone I've spoken to is just like, or every woman I've spoken to is just yes. like, well, yeah, of course this is this is an issue. <laughs> so I'm really glad it's actually been written up and there's some like facts and percentages kind of behind it. Mm. Um, I mean, there's awful things in there, things like, you know, people having to sex up their album covers, mm. um, you know, not being booked because there's already a woman on their books, mm-hmm. you know, for a festival or something and like unwanted sexual advances from venue owners. Mm. I mean, yeah, there's the... We, the, I ha- we have countless countless stories and so do our, all our friends and yeah. all our other fellow female musicians out there that I've ever spoken to actually the story of how me and Beth met mm-hmm. many eons ago was eons it was uh, so it was at a jazz jam where, where I used to live and Beth went to uni mm-hmm. um there weren't many there weren't many uh jams at all mm-hmm. and um there were never any women at any of the jams never I, no. I was always I was especially always the only female instrumentalist yeah you know, there, there sometimes there were singers, but and every time I turned up, every single time, even I'm holding my saxophone, mm-hmm. everyone's like, "Oh, you're gonna sing?" <laughs> I'm literally plugging my guitar into the amp, I'm like, "No, Sing that. no, <laughs> not a single goddamn <laughs> Get on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> literally, it's so annoying. But we bonded because we spied each other. I literally sat next to yeah. you. And I was like, "I shall not leave your side." <laughs> literally, we just looked at each other across the room, like, "Oh my god, another woman!" And I could see you with the guitar, and I was like, oh, "This is incredible." incredible and yeah we just we just stuck by each other and then and it, that the rest is history <laughs> it's but yeah it's it's horrible i mean they they talk about it in the report actually mm. that um jams are such like a male dominated kind of environment and and the quote is the you know men always trying to play faster and louder and mm-hmm. kind of you mm. know and it's a really intimidating space and yeah. as a female jazz musician like we're often the point of ridicule yes you know which is which is why then you feel so self-conscious going to a jam session like that and also we were chatting because if you are the only woman um you feel so much more judged because you stand out um you realize that you're not just playing for yourself Mm -hmm. you are playing to represent all women as (laughs) as you know she can't play jazz so therefore no woman can play jazz you feel like you have something to prove exactly which is ridiculous yeah and like i i mean i've played in many bands that are all male i mean basically for the first 
um, you know, 23 years of my life. Mm. That was basically what I did. And then I came to London and met, you know, we got met everyone in this jazz house. <laughs> but, you know, mostly I played in all male bands and there was always just like an extra layer that I needed to prove mm. um, and really muscle in to like have my voice on my instrument heard. Mm. And there was always weird connotations with what I was wearing in the bands as well. You know, it'd be like, oh, every, for, for example, like a function gig, mm-hmm. all the boys would be wearing suits and then it would be like, oh, so you'll wear something short you know or you, you know and and or and or like you'll be wearing heels and I'm like no <laughs> you know surely just playing saxophone is enough mm. surely not having to show my legs at the same time is important to to the sound that's coming out of my saxophone yeah so angry I tell you there's like one story that that really angers me um about this is that I was at uni and one of the only female instrumentalists um on the jazz course and I went to see a really well-known band that's made up of all men. Mm-hmm. And I got chatting to the drummer afterwards. Mm. And I was like in awe of this guy. I was like, oh my gosh, it's incredible. I'm having the opportunity to ask him about things. Mm-hmm. And um, really asked him about his career and how he got to where he had. And like all of this, you know, all of these skills and experiences. And um, I was there with six other guys. Mm-hmm. And, um, he, you know, we, he singled me out and we were chatting, but I just thought this is incredible. I'm getting such amazing career advice. Mm -hmm. Uh, about half an hour later, he tries to get my number and is like, oh, go and find a bar for us, for us to continue the chat. But for me, I was like, well, that's with everyone. Right. Mm. And then he's like, uh, I actually, I don't really fancy going to a bar, but you're welcome to come back to my hotel room if you like. Mm. And I was like, what icky what i'm all i'm asking is for some (laughs) bloody career advice you know and honestly the amount of times i've felt also a little bit unsafe as a woman 100 percent. you know and it just is ridiculous Mm. yeah but But, um yeah yeah. we do have some positive stories some positives come on let's get through them i mean things things do seem to be changing and Mm. hopefully this is a permanent thing Mm -hmm. um but it is it is still strange being a bit more novelty because I think we've fallen in now. We, we've got, you know, we've got our group of female musicians. We're all supporting each other. We're all beating mm. each other up. So we feel like, you know, it's not at all what it used to be mm. uh, for us. But when we kind of, when we tour outside of London or anything like that, we are still a bit of a novelty, especially an all-female band. 100%. I oh, mean, yeah. we, we've done multiple gigs where people have come up and just said, it's so refreshing mm. to see a group of all women. And we did one gig where there were some little girls mm-hmm. there who came up and actually sung sung us a little song afterwards. They sang you great. a song. They sang me a song. I mean, she was about five and she was like staring into your eyes. It, was so, it was so beautiful. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, the mum was like, it's just so inspirational for them to be able to see women on stage, you mm. know, because it's, yeah, it's hard to kind of look up to anything if you don't see yourself represented on stage Mm -hmm. you know so but there are some positives yes we we are inspiring little girls you know to then be able to pick up an instrument or sing me a little song and and we do have and we do have some amazing female role models especially in the london jazz scene yeah and i think one of them is definitely yaz ahmed who is he was one of the artists who's been quoted in this um in this report Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we're now going to play one of the tracks of her last album so I hope you enjoy.
we are joined on our real sofa in our jazz house by a couple of squeebs. So this is Kasha Constance and Hoverfly. Hello. Hello, lovely housemates. How are you today? We're actually on a poang, not a sofa. You are on a poang. Small technical. Yes. Changes. It's very important. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what a poem is, it's a fancy bouncy chair from Ikea. Very important. <laughs> so, obviously, you two know that we're talking uh, generally today. It's International Women's Day. So, we're actually focusing on the recent report that came out um, mm-hmm. on The Guardian. Did you have any initial sort of thoughts as soon as you read it? I wasn't surprised at all uh, reading mm. all of that because it's it's just so, you know... I went through all of that and I know what the girls go through every day in the music industry and it's just it's just really sad, mm. really sad. Mm. My reaction was kind of like, well, obviously, but then it's like, oh, actually there's so many people who don't know that this is what happens all the time. That was exactly my reaction yeah. as well. We, me and Jelly were just talking about it and <laughs> that was the, the kind of sad part of it was just I realised that it was so obvious to me. But actually it's probably yeah. not obvious to a lot of people. I mean, what generally kind of... Do you have any experiences that stand out um, in terms of gender discrimination in in the music industry for you, either of you? Um, yes. Go on, tell us more. <laughs> tell us more, Hoverfly. <laughs> yeah, I can. Um, so I've got a few stories, actually. I hired a male musician for one gig, and during a rehearsal, which was the first time I met him, he suggested to change some chords in one of my songs. I didn't realise how offensive and bad yeah. that was at the time so I didn't call him out on it um and then another one I think which is interesting during my time of playing bass I remember I was in in a house band at a jam once and at the end of it someone approached me and asked me if I was gay and I think there's a lot of stereotype of women rhythm musicians I think Tash can also back this that they are gay or bi at least mm. and I think that's interesting as well mm. um that's yeah. Tash Keery, the drummer, uh, who also yeah. lives in our house but couldn't be here. But has been, she sort of sent a couple of stories to us to, to say and she said that she once had um, a sound engineer saying that he liked watching her play drums because uh, he could watch her boobs. What the hell? Yeah. Oh, my God. And, um, and that she has been told, she said, over 200 times um, to hit harder or, like, to hit, make sure you hit hard during this gig. Can you this play gig. hard? Yeah, yeah, can, can you, basically? And even when sat at the drums being like, can you play drums? You know, and always that, yeah. those questions. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely valid points. Okay. How about you, Kasha? Yeah, I've got a few stories as well, but I think the first one will be, like, when I was a child joining the orchestra... And there was space for a flautist and a saxophonist. And I didn't play any of these instruments, so I had to learn. And the uh, conductor said, oh, you are a girl, so you're going to play flute. Even though maybe I wanted to play saxophone, but like mm. I just didn't have a choice. He said, mm. like, there's a guy, he's going to play saxophone and you're going to learn flute, which was just so, so unfair. Um, and also I think like growing up in Poland, I did not see as many... Um, instrumentalists uh, female instrumentalists and I remember going um to jazz workshop and I think there were like 120 people which I think 60 of them were singers mostly female singers and then there was only one girl who was playing instruments and she was a drummer and I remember how like everyone was so interested in like this person because she was like literally the only girl that played an instrument 
and mm. then coming to London and seeing all the girls like literally going for it and doing it it was just so like empowering and like mm. really really great but that's a really good point I mean for me my only female instrumentalist role model growing up was Lisa Simpson that's like the only reason I picked up saxophone was like seeing her and I was like oh I'm represented in a female instrumentalist which is mad it shows that there's a clear difficulties with the education Mm. the music education system you know and actually needing to start from kind of lower down so I've actually I mean been speaking to quite a few different people about gender discrimination sort of generally obviously within the music industry being a performer and otherwise and also in many other kind of work forms as well so you know have Kasha I know that you've worked among you know in many different kind of levels of the music industry and doing like a music business degree have you experienced it outside of just performing as well yeah yeah definitely and um, definitely there's there's loads of you know even just being in the meetings surrounded by men and most mm. of them working will be men and you know just women always being on like a junior kind of position and always being you know like I had loads of situations where there was choice between me and my you know workmate who did not have you know even half of my knowledge or skills Mm. I'm sorry I have to say that and he was chosen because I just knew this is just because he's mates with you know another male who's actually the head and like there's no you know, there's no one even thinks like, oh, a girl can actually do it better. They will be like, oh, we made it's cool. You're mm. gonna get it. And also just, yeah, lots of different situations. Like, uh, I was once or like few times approached by a musician while working as a promoter for for the music venue. Just wanted to take me out just to get a gig, and I knew it from the very beginning mm. because I just saw the way he was talking to me. You know, but you know that that brings up like a whole other conversation of difficulties of actually always having to go the extra mile as a woman. Like you know, you want to be in the house band of a, a jam or something. Like really having to like muscle your way in, yeah. you know, and and kind of having you know just really having to push forwards. Whereas if you know a lot of men I know don't have that you know me and Jelly were talking about it actually that you know if you are a male jazz musician or sort of quite generally you tend to pick other male jazz musicians to be in your band or as a deck or something you know it really for us it's that kind of making the the gender balance equal is always at the forefront of our minds you know obviously Mm -hmm. being women and facing that discrimination every day so you know, do you have any kind of advice or like any way that that you can kind of anything you can say to anyone who might not have that at the forefront of like how we can level the playing field? I think that guys just need to stop, you know, seeing us as pretty girls who yes, only Kasha. like <laughs> who are only going for drinks to, you know, to do something because like yeah. I think that they just undervalue us extremely and they just mm. they just think that, OK, yeah girls are probably you know she's just working there because she's nice and polite and whatever Mm. smiling but that's not the case like I'm working there because I'm good at what I'm doing yeah it's just disrespectful to to treat like females um in the music industry that way like Mm. we can be treated equally and just like do the same job and you know Mm -hmm. I'm not scared of any any you know jobs that guys go for like it's just it should be all equal and like yeah. no one should think that oh, we better because we 
stronger or whatever. Yeah, it's not like scientifically men because of the way that they're built up are better at like playing mm. an instrument. So yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like it's something like that. Yeah. You know? It's learned sexism. It's based on his history. Hoverfly, jump yeah. in. Yeah, I think going on that, that we're not built, you know, males aren't built better at something than girls. Yeah. But we are a different way of doing things. And I think mm. in terms of jams, on average, a woman will have less testosterone than a man. So the mm. way she goes about doing something might not be so, like, in your face, grab the mic, push yourself on stage mm. and, like, claim that space. Yeah. It might be a different way and to, like, allow space for these different methods of getting to the same place to show your skill. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking, actually, what you just said, like, that if... But look at this, like, if you actually are a girl who's going to go and be like, this is, like, my time for solo, everyone's going to be, like, suddenly calling you a bitch or like you know yeah. that you just like yeah. rude but imagine yes. a guy, guys yeah. do it all the time and oh no one God, even so cares yeah. like yeah, yeah, so yeah. so this is so funny yeah. like literally yeah girls are always gonna be called like oh she's mean oh she's you know she's yeah. that she's overconfident or like things like this yeah. but this overconfident. is like what, that is oh my god that is that such a killing phrase yeah. oh it's so annoying that's literally yeah. something that is just always always yeah. pushed but if on you, to if you're yeah. calling things then every guy will be overconfident if you actually yeah. you know yeah. look at them yeah, like yeah, yeah. how they step in and just like yeah this is my yeah. time for a two minute solo but you can you know play a little yeah. bit like, and, but you're called overconfident usually by the guys in the room obviously of course all this is generalization but then the women in the room are like wow you're so brave and it's just like mm. what wh- why are these words being used i'm yeah. just you know it's so ridiculous but it is like for me when i step up at jam i'm like well god my god i was so nervous and like that was really brave because there was a, a room yeah. full of men it's just like how have we got to that point that it is like that but we've got to big up we've got a lot of amazing male friends who are, are musicians who yes. big up the whole world of, of female jazz musicians and that's why i feel positive moving forward you know that study that that article was 2019 they did that research mm-hmm. you know it's two years later I realized there's been a bit of a pandemic in the middle yeah. um but you know it's like why why in this day and age is there still 90 percent of people facing gender discrimination of mm-hmm. sorry female UK jazz musicians you know facing this discrimination so yeah I I feel you know confident about the future anyway Thank you so much, Hoverfly and Kasha Constance, for talking to us. Um, we're now going to play out with Kasha's brand new tune. Mm. Kasha, can you say a little bit about it? Ooh, that's uh, You Never Do. So that's the new tune that will be out very soon. It's featuring the amazing King Kai, a rapper who I really, really, really love. And you guys need to yeah, check it out.
you just heard an exclusive unreleased track by Kasha Constance, our housemate, called You Never Do. So make sure you check that when it comes out. She is a rising star like no other. Like no other. Like no other. (laughs) Hey, another issue that we have. Mm. Um, But talking of, you know, International Women's Day is actually the anger that we feel when we see lineups of just all males in a band mm. the anger is real and the surprise when you see a band that is mixed or all female mm-hmm. and i mean obviously we have the queen beyonce who yes. just is amazing and always has women on every instrument and in like as many gigs as possible but recently um I'm just going to put this out there as just like a side note. Harry Styles' album is pretty good. Oh. Um, shh, shh, okay, didn't say that. Anyway, um, I was checking out his Tiny Desk concert and uh, he has a mixed band. Like there's three girls, three guys, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually one of the backing singers and the uh, acoustic guitarist, it, she like, I think, completely overpowers Harry Styles in such a great way. Like I, I'm just like... She steals the show for me. She's amazing. So I looked her up. Her name is Nia O. And then I checked it out. And then she's got like a side project, like a little jazz project called Neon Grew. And it's only like 1,500 followers. I was like, oh my God. The the secret underground news from We Call It Jazz. Serious serious hot jazz gossip, you know. (laughs) It's like, we're basically three away from Harry Styles now, somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow. But yeah, it's, it's just ridiculous that we kind of like, there's an element of surprise when you look up and you see that. And also like seeing, um, you know, women who are really killing it, like female artists, and then you see their backing band and they're all male, you know, mm. like, oh, please. You know. I feel like, because um, Kasia was saying this, you know, when, when um, like the record labels go out looking for a band, mm. they're, they're, they're asking people who their mates are kind of thing. 100%. And they're always just going to choose. And if it's a guy, you know, they're more likely to choose to choose guys and it's more mm. like to be all male and then it's going to always be all male and it's just men everywhere there's so many men <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah and, and it's it's i mean this is why we need to fight to get out of a loop like that mm. that's that is the important bit um and you know ways to do that is like if you're as a promoter for example mm. or a venue is to be kind of focusing on on women and thinking like okay well i want oh, I'm not non-binary as well making sure that you represent anyone who's underrepresented in your lineups if you've got a gig series or anything people who do this amazingly are like pat pascal um that that she is absolutely fantastic she's with jazz new blood and um they put on you know different events throughout the Mm. year and kind of have like online recordings and stuff but yeah she always has such a balanced lineup and Mm. is showcasing some killing female artists Tomorrow's Warriors obviously does this as well. Yeah, well, because you program it. Because I'm the one who programs it. But yeah, like, uh, absolutely, 100%. And Jazz Refreshed as yes. well. Yes, and speaking of Jazz Refreshed, mm-hmm. oh my God. So we're um, our amazing friend, Morella Olero, who is a mostly a pianist but also a multi-instrumentalist like she can play anything anything she like we, we were watching uh, a gig and then she just like was playing alto and then our internet froze classic and then like suddenly she was playing tenor sax <laughs> it's like did she shrink yeah it was what like happened? What, what happened there it was so weird oh. but yeah that was a jazz refreshed gig wasn't yeah it? we so that um I don't think it'll be available anymore, but you should check it. Um, they, uh, the Jazz Refreshed are putting out a series at the moment all online and they're putting out um, individual songs from, uh, from from their live stream. So 100% check out their program because they've, mm-hmm. they're have they really good at programming diverse lineups. Mm-hmm. And um, 100% check out Roella Oloro's set. It was 
It was actually insane. It was amazing. It like, was so good. It was a, a Roella Olora, Wonky Logic, and David Mrakpour, who's half of Blue Lab Beats, and they changed instruments basically every tune. Yeah. It was so insane. <laughs> like, we were just sat there, like, floored every time they changed instruments. Like, how are you so good at all of them? Oh. Anyway, so we're going to play a little clip of uh, a tune of Roella's that was actually from a jazz New Blood gig mm-hmm. um, a couple of years back. Yeah, that's right. And um, it's called Lost in Green. Hello, I am joined here with Jess Camilleri. She is a recording and mix engineer. She's also a producer and now a bass player. (laughs) (laughs) So Jess, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I wanted to have a chat with you, especially about the concept of genre, because you work in so many, you've worked with so many different artists in what would be considered different genres. Like, how useful do you think that term is? Um... It can be a useful language to um, explain the sound you want. Mm. You know, like if you're working on an R&B record, Mm. you can listen to other R&B records and Mm -hmm. see what's been done in the past, like how people have treated the sounds. Yeah. Um, So I think in that sense, it can be really helpful, especially like communicating with a technician. Mm. But I think it has its limits. And if it's making you feel like you can't create what you want to create, then you can bun it. Yeah, bun, bun the genre. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is our International Women's Day special. Woo! And, um, you know, it's quite hard for ladies in the music industry. Um, and I wanted to ask about your experience as a, you know, recording engineer. I think the first thing I'll say is I've been really, really lucky mm. um, in that I'm coming into the industry with a bunch of absolutely wicked women. Mm. And we're kind of, we're peers, we're at similar stages in our career. We're all really close friends. Mm. And, you know, if, if you were on your own and, and someone said a sexist thing, that feel that can be really isolating and make mm. you feel really alone. But you can kind of just like, WhatsApp your mate. <laughs> You're like, you never believe what this, what this person said to me. And you just kind of have a laugh about it and it's a lot easier to brush off because yeah. you know that... It, it doesn't feel like you're the problem then because mm. there's so many other women that you can see around you and you know, like, we're not the problem. Mm. This is just a, an outdated way of treating people. Yeah. And it's kind of funny and it's cute, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Um, but, yeah, I think, like, it, it, it can be challenging when you have a session and you're sort of struggling to be taken seriously, but then that's also not really your problem. Mm. People are going to get out of the session what they do. And if they don't trust you to do your job and they have a worse time on session as a result, like, I've had to kind of let go of taking responsibility for that because mm. it would probably drive me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and there's been, there's, been, um, there's been some reports that it sounds like, you know, things are changing and mm. a lot more women are entering the music industry in kind of fields they haven't before, like, especially recording but the the report kind of says that there's a lot fewer women uh, who are both older in the industry and at a higher level in the industry. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it it definitely tracks with my experience of the industry so far. Um, And I think it's complex. I think it's very easy to hire somebody. Mm. I think 
what is amazing is there's been a real push to hire women mm. and hire um, non-binary people and gender non-conforming people. However, the support sometimes can sort of stop there. Mm. And then if you experience any issues that are related to your gender or any sort of identity that you hold... I don't think the industry has fully figured out how to support people through that yet. Mm. And I think that that can cause people to feel, again, isolated mm-hmm. um, and unwelcome. And it's I'm totally theorising here, but I could see how that would make you want to leave an industry. Yeah. Um, and I think also we are weird about women being older. Mm-hmm. We definitely, like, glamorise youth, particularly in women. Mm-hmm. And I think we don't often grant visibility to women who are older. Mm. But then there's also the element of, you know, the influx of women into the industry is a recent thing. And as a result, we are all just earlier on in our careers. Mm -hmm. And so I think time will tell. Mm. I think they're all factors and we have to be aware of all of it. But I'm... I like to stay optimistic. Yeah, here's hoping, man. <laughs> <laughs> so um, another kind of common theme we have on the show is that we have, like, all these multi-talented people. So, I mean, in terms of the, your list of talents, you know, you're a, you're a vocalist, <laughs> uh, you're a pianist, you, you've started playing the bass, and you're, I know you're ironing up guitars. Oh, god. Because <laughs> we chatted about it. As well as, you know... Um, your expertise in the studio and mixing and now producing and writing as well, I hear. <laughs> Just have a short attention span. <laughs> yeah, well, what's your, what's, what kind of, what's your approach to having so many, like, disciplines in music? I, I didn't practice an instrument for a long time. Mm. So I think I did, I finished with piano, I, I studied classical piano and then I finished with that when I was about 16, 17 and I... I completely burnt myself out on it and mm-hmm. kind of wanted to just run away. And then I got more into the technical side and I was tracking and I was, you know, recording people. And what kind of prompted me to get back into playing music and, and trying to be a musician again is just um, I wanted to have a sense of empathy mm. um, because it's really easy to sit on the other side of the screen and do your job and then they do theirs um, and not necessarily have an awareness of how kind of being in a glass box (laughs) with a microphone in your face can, like, affect you Mm -hmm. emotionally and mentally. Mm. And I thought that that kind of aspect was something that I was missing as an engineer. Mm. So, yeah, I think that's basically a long-winded way of saying everything feeds into everything. Mm. And, like, producing and writing, I think, has helped me learn what, what role certain instruments play mm. you can you can you can sort of mix by producing you mm-hmm. can you can fill the spaces that need to be filled during the production phase and yeah. then that can make the mixing phase a lot easier but it also kind of teaches you about the mixing phase or it's mm. taught me and so yeah I think I just I like to try and keep slightly in practice mm-hmm. at everything because <laughs> um, I think you know you're also you're working with so many people who are specialists in that discipline mm. and to be able to understand a little bit of what they do I think can really help like just on an interpersonal level mm-hmm. um, having a respect for what other people do mm. and where you fit in that process yeah that makes any sense. No, it definitely <laughs> makes sense. And like you're kind of flexing a little bit more as a as a producer. So you kind of spoke a little bit about the role of um, a mix engineer and also as a producer of like just being a, a therapist for musicians. <laughs> 
Well, I think you you have to expect it. Making anything is really personal. Mm. And a lot of people, when they make music, they are expressing quite, like, deep things mm-hmm. about themselves. Um, and actually, I tell you, I had my first writing session the other day and it was mad because we did not know each other. Mm. And within 10 minutes, we were, like, talking about our deepest fears and... <laughs> And like the the flaws that we wish we could like the habits we wish we could break and the things that we really dislike about ourselves and just like really really personal stuff and I think yeah you have to be receptive I think and 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 not judgmental there's nothing worse than being in a room where you can sense that someone's kind of casting a judgment I think especially during the writing process I can kill a session mm-hmm. and like as a engineer you're often kind of a bystander to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think any any time you're dealing with something that someone's created and they're trusting you, mm. you're you just you're a witness to sides of people that they don't necessarily wear on their sleeve all the time. Mm. And I think that carries a little bit of a responsibility yeah. to not be an asshole. <laughs> well, on that note, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh uh, no worries, thank you for having me. <laughs> and... I've got so deep. Okay. <laughs> We always do, man. We always do. <laughs> and um, can you introduce the next song? Oh, yes. Dat Brass's latest single, Pigeon. So you just heard the track Pigeon. Uh, by Dat Brass, which is co-produced by the incredible Jess, Ca- Jess Camilleri. Pigeon! Pigeon! Sorry, I just felt like... I just love the fact it's called Pigeon, because <laughs> our amazing housemate and drummer, Tash Keary, loves pigeons. And we all actually got her a knitted pigeon for her birthday. <laughs> a a nidgen, if you will. <laughs> That's not a thing. That's definitely not a thing. Anyway. <laughs> so one thing which has been happening recently is on... As as happens often, actually, is that guys go about saying, "Oh, but there's no female instrumentalists in jazz." In jazz, like I can't see them with my little male eyes. (laughs) 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 And and at least one one good thing which is coming out is that um, a lot of females have been on Instagram stories or whatever they've been going through in each of the instruments and just tagging a bunch of women who play them it's the best yeah, yeah. it's just like it, it, do you know what someone actually tagged me as a guitarist and I was like <laughs> lol thank you which is really hilarious but yeah it's it's so empowering and also to just kind of see in real form it's like mm-hmm. there are so so many it's just the platform isn't particularly there for a lot of them exactly so, and so we want to do a little roll call of some of the women and we're not going to be able to mention half as many as there are but we just want to do a little roll call of some of the women who are absolutely killing it who, mm. whose names you need to remember and who if you are related to the music industry you need to be booking please 100 <laughs> percent. and also it's yeah there's it's almost impossible to basically name everyone but we will start Here we go, beth have you got some tea are you, are you uh, hydrated? i'm, I'm ready i'm gonna start. say it like you know and joseph and his technicolor dream coat and he's like <laughs> it is red and yellow and green and brown and so i'm like guys i can actually do that whole thing anyway <clears throat> all right let's go okay so everyone in this house tash keary is a drummer hoverfly music uh, Kasha Constance, Jelly Cleaver, Beth Hopkins. Right. That's all of us. Okay, and then we've got Lucin, L-O-U-C-I-N, she's an amazing singer. Madeline Jones, amazing keys player. Ami Gadiaga, Jess Camilleri, All Day Breakfast Cafe, Women in Jazz, generally, uh, as an organisation. 
Arlo Parks and Celeste, obviously. By the way, Madeline Jones plays keys on Arlo Parks. Shout out, she's amazing. Katie Tavini, who's a fantastic... Uh, mastering engineer. Mastering engineer, that's the word. Chloe Badur, Shunaji, Maddie Coombs, Alexa Nava, Emily Roberts, Shirley Tete, and then obviously Sheila Maurice Gray, Camilla George. I mean, there's like... Oh, that's so many. Nubaya Garcia, Yaz Ahmed, Rosie Turton, Sharice TLK up in Bristol, Stanley, which is Bethany Stenning, uh, Sancha, March, Plum, Theo, Carly Adams, Rosie Freighter-Taylor, Poppy Daniels. And just so many more. And so many more. Emma Ravitz, and she's an amazing tenor player. God, we have so many. I actually can't... We, yeah. we, we're, uh, we're broken. We're, we're broken. We're broken. There's, <laughs> we there's so many. And uh, Sophie Grant is another one. Okay, we basically, just like, if you know any, please, like, share things on our on our Instagram. Definitely. Message us. Get in touch. And we will, like, shout out every single female jazz musician or any genre that we can. And oh, give you a platform. so many... Yeah, <laughs> and we are also always wanting to hear new music, but like especially we want to hear um, any female artists who have got any new music. Please send it our way. <laughs> yes. So anyway, I can breathe now and have a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> you did a good job, Beth. Thank you. It was it was difficult. It was difficult. It was difficult. But yeah, this is such an important important issue uh, representing women in jazz and just generally because you know the world ain't great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so shout out to Soho Radio for putting this on, and shout out to Rachel who is the station manager. Who is just a G as well. Absolute G. Yeah, thank you so much. And um, also, amazing shout out to our mentor, who's also a woman, yay! Marianne Hobbs, who we absolutely love, and we shout out every single episode. So yes, but please get in touch, everyone, and send us cake! (laughs) Very important. Yes, and if you're a woman in in the music industry, um, you should have at least one minute today to give yourself a little rub on the back. Yes, oh, 100%, and just be like, you are doing it, you are killing it. And Mm -hmm. there's a huge, huge community out there. It's just we can't meet at the moment due to COVID, but, man, we'll be back soon, and, like, please get in touch with us and join our jazz house. Mm. Please. We just want everyone to be here in the fountain of niceness. And cake. (laughs) We'll be together soon. Hey, good news about the vaccine and all that. So other positives. Yeah. So many positives. (laughs) So many positives. And on that note, we will see you uh, next time where we will be talking about Nubian Twists, Mm. brand new album. Ooh, exciting. So you better not miss it. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye.